This is Cole Zerman, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Warren, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan, along with Tyler Donaldson and Whitney Pittman. Senior Biden administration officials are in Mexico City today meeting with the Mexican president. They are discussing the immigration crisis with thousands crossing the border on a daily basis. Two major rail crossings were shut down last week while border patrol agents were reassigned to other areas. Agricultural shipments were shut down for five days and rail cars were backed up on both sides of the border. Ice continues to impact travel and power across eastern North Dakota and northwest Minnesota. Crews have been working around the clock to address power outages. Some areas of east of rural East Grand Forks are still without power. Red River Valley Co-op Power CEO Rich Whitcomb says it can be important, especially in rural areas, to report outages and keep in touch with neighbors. Communicate with your neighbors. You know, sometimes in an event like this where it is an ice storm and where literally we can only drive 15 miles an hour to get there. If you're concerned, please reach out to your neighbor because we've had, uh, you know, I've been uh, dispatching overnight and we had uh, many neighbors who were looking out for their elderly neighbors, for instance, and were calling on their behalf and, you know, say, hey, it's going to be a couple hours so you can uh, group together. You know, the neighborhood is still strong um, out in those areas. So I would encourage that. Um, and of course, you know, making sure that you have water and, and that you have, uh, you know, all that. If you are using a generator, make sure to have it set up properly for the safety of repair crews. A lot of our rural members have uh, generators, so make sure the generators have adequate amount of fuel and are ready to go. The big thing with the generators, though, is make sure that a master electrician has put in that generator and that, you know, you have an approved transfer switch or an approved means to safely run that generator. And they can go to our website um, or call us for some of those uh, uh, tips. But that's the biggest thing. The last thing we would want is for a member to turn on a generator and back feed into the lines when our linemen are working because that's not safe. So biggest thing is have a um, properly installed generator if you're going to have that. NDSU beef specialist Zach Carlson says recent weather is presenting a challenge for producers with weaned calves. It's important to keep a close eye on recently weaned calves or those close to finished weight. We're affecting the amount of energy they need just to maintain themselves for that day. So we're going to increase maintenance energy requirements and they're going to eat less and then they're going to expend more energy working through all the, that water, that mud. And so it's really kind of a compounding factor there. Trying to provide some level of adequate bedding if you can get at them, right? That's probably a, a difficult part producers are dealing with today and, and will for the next uh, few days anyway and providing some kind of cover uh, or in terms of uh, bedding or, or uh, things along those lines can help with that. Taking notes of problem areas and weather like this can be helpful for fixing issues in the future. A good time to reflect on maybe uh, taking notes, right? Uh, everyone's got a camera in their pocket, take pictures of where things are not working really well right now. Uh, and when uh, we get to the point where we can reshape some of these pens and, and move some dirt around, uh, you know, we can get to that point. Um, you've got at least some notes, you know, from some, some, some weak spots in the pens maybe or something along those lines. So it is a good time to reflect on, on where we would like changes made and, and to make those down the road when things dry up. 
Valley United Co-op CEO Paul Coppin says 2023 was a strong year for the co-op and its farmer patrons. You know, certainly some of the crops were a pleasant surprise. So I, I think that, you know, prices maybe dipped a little bit, but, but still, you know, they're at a level where um, I, think, I think these guys probably overall had a pretty good year. So looking at that, uh, you know, crops got off in a timely manner. Uh, you know, we got a little snow in October, uh, but uh, overall, I think, uh, uh, you know, we, we got to be pleased with 2023. And the merger with Thompson Farmers Elevator will be complete January 1. So what that does is gives us, uh, you know, an option to be uh, part of uh, our shuttle loading system, and, and we're pretty excited about that. Uh, uh, and, and the two companies both are very successful, and bringing them together is, is, is really exciting, I guess. So we're looking at, at big things. A lot of work right now going into the first of the year, but, uh, yeah, we're excited. As the calendar flips to 2024, Minnesota Farmers Union President Gary Wordish reflects on 2023, saying action on the Grain Indemnity Fund was a win. By passing the Grain Indemnity Fund, you know, it, it is, you know, now we have protection that if, if an elevator does go under, there is, you know, there is a $10 million bank uh, set of, they got in, you know, the state invested in that to jumpstart it. And, you know, that, so that's there to really protect all types of farmers and, you know, it's uh, that that's really that, that you know whether you're big or small that that affects every farmer. That's really the top priority. Healthcare was another step in the right direction. We got some movement on healthcare at the state capital too, and you know, healthcare is obviously another big. You know, it, it's just not sustainable the healthcare that we have, and uh, you know, we have good healthcare, but at the same time, you know, as as the you can say that we got the best health care the money can buy. Well, that's the problem. If you have the money, you can you can afford it. But if you don't, you're you're in a bind. So, you know, we have to make some steps on that. We we did opening up the Minnesota Care Buy, and you know, it's not it's not the perfect answer, but it's it is a step, and we need to keep making steps to move in that direction and try and get that figured out. As 2023 comes to a close, Rick Swenson, lead agronomist for Peterson Farms Seed, shares his thoughts and expectations on the new year. You know, we had a great year, um, just kind of seeing everything coming together. Um, you know, yields were challenging. Some places were really good, and, you know, others just needed some more rain. But, you know, I know <laughs> nobody wants to see any more freezing rain, but, uh, you know, with not a lot of frost in the ground right now. I think a lot of this went into the ground, and really, in a lot of ways, it's kind of setting us up nice to fill that profile back up. So, you know, a lot of optimism, you know, uh, a lot of orders coming in right now, and I think everybody's getting pretty excited for 24 already. Swenson says that much of the focus going into 2024 will be on crop health. For more information from the Red River Farm Network, visit Facebook and Twitter. You can also find stories, podcasts, and more at rrfn.com. Wednesday, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. Class 3 milk futures are trading in the $15 to $16 territory. Minnesota Milk Producers Association Executive Director Lucas Schostrom says the price received on the farm is more variable than ever. We're in a weird spot uh, for about the past 24 months, I would say. Or you might have in some regions, including Minnesota and North Dakota, uh, a $5 variance from one farm to the next, which is which is just unheard of and unprecedented. Um, and, and it's all due to market conditions, and it's due to the processor that you send to, and uh, due to you know class three and class four, our cheese market and our 
uh, butter and whey market just kind of doing things that aren't normal for the past uh, several decades. And it went from a very optimistic 2024 to the one that looks a little more melancholy. Minnesota lost 58 dairy herds during December, which is one of the worst months ever. Dairy is really in a spot today where farmers are making plans for the next 20 years or making plans for the next 12 months, unfortunately. So uh, I think a lot of dairy farmers are looking at the next 20 years. How do I how do I shore myself up to make sure I'm lasting the next 20, 30, 40? Uh, but I think due to the economics, there are also dairy farmers, certainly. Um, but luckily, planning, not, not getting surprised. How do I just make it through the next 12? And that's, that's unfortunate, but we're glad to help them uh, find the resources for planning rather than them be uh, surprised all of a sudden that, that ends aren't going to be able to meet. The grain trade is softer after being higher yesterday. Comstock Investments market analyst Joe Camp says traders are booking profits. Softer today because it was firmer yesterday, and that's the type of trade we're in. Really rather muted volumes here, as you'd normally expect. The last week of the year, we do have some position maneuvering still occurring as we approach the year in the last market session of the year here this Friday. So that's you know a chance to make decisions on maybe booking profits or losses that might you know influence bonuses or have tax implications. So that's what we think about as the year wraps up. Also, we have this January bean contract heading into the delivery period on Friday, first notice day then. The livestock market is seeing mixed trade. Well, some follow through early on on these cattle futures. That's a continuation of the fade from that cattle on feed reaction. You know, it's not referenced as the cattle on fade report for nothing, and it was really a, a bearish report relative to estimates coming in, uh, but you had the idea that, all right, that's priced in, this uh, look at where the on-feed count is still above a year ago. Placement's a little bit higher than expected, but they're still below a relatively lighter value from a year ago, and that's what I think the trade has seized on here in a more bullish fashion. Everag market analyst Cole Adams thinks traders are booking profits following yesterday's up move. You know, yesterday had some Red Sea stuff going on, uh, Russia attacking Ukraine ship, had markets up, and, you know, really nothing nothing more to add to that news, so maybe a little profit taking here uh, to kind of start the day out. You know, it's holiday trading time. Volume has certainly been light here over the last few days and, and last week as well. Certainly would not expect that to change here heading into the end of the year. Beneficial rains fell on many areas of northern Brazil yesterday, while much of central and southern Brazil were dry. World Weather Incorporated says much of Brazil will see a good mix of rain and sunshine over the next two weeks, with enough rain to support crops in nearly all areas. World Weather says one to two inches of rain will fall through Monday in southern Brazil, while two to three inches of rain are expected to fall across northern Brazil next week. Uh, next Tuesday through Friday. Other than the far north, Argentina is expected to be mostly dry, which will allow for some good fieldwork progress. The Bank of North Dakota's Livestock Rebuilders Loan Program is responsible for 16,000 head of cattle being added to the state over the past two years. 
The program was developed to strengthen North Dakota's livestock industry after the 2021 drought when beef cow numbers declined by 89,000 head. This loan program is closed pa this past June. There were nearly 200 loans made through local banks and credit unions for a total of $26.6 million. The Bank of North Dakota funded $18.5 million of that total. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Great Plains Livestock Consulting beef consultant Dan Larson says first crop hay is testing lower than he would have expected. The first cutting hays that we've tested have been, they've been disappointing, whether that's first cutting haylage or first cutting hay. You know, we run a lot of cows ourselves, and um, obviously I test my own feed pretty extensively. And, and I really expected the first cutting to be better because it was a little drier. Typically, when the environment's drier in this part of the world, our feeds are, are better quality, even though the quantity might be might be lacking. Um, the first cutting was not uh, wasn't stellar. The second cutting, and, and for guys that got third cutting, that hay was pretty good. And really, the corn silages uh, have been excellent because the yields were so good that uh, the amount of corn in those silages were fantastic. Larson says he saw a drop in fertility rates in 2023. And now is important time to analyze and make plans for 2024. Pregnancy rates this year were atrocious. Uh, there was a lot of pregnancy rates that were anywhere from 10% to 40% open cows. Whether or not that specifically dealt with cows in poor body condition or the summer or the flies or any of those sort of things, you know, they probably all added into the equation. So I, I would encourage everybody to be looking at their plans for next summer, how they control flies, whether that's spraying cows or, you know, some of the uh, injectables or, or, or whatever you choose, but uh, make sure that you have a plan in mind for that because, uh, you know, we have to be looking at this beef production as a system, not an individual component. So we want to make sure that we're doing everything to make it as efficient as possible. Checking markets before we leave you this afternoon. March wheat, Minneapolis, down eight and a quarter cents, 721. Chicago March wheat is down 14 cents at 622 and a quarter. Kansas City March wheat down eight and a half at 634 and a quarter. March corn is down four cents at 476 and a quarter. July corn down three and a half at 498. January soybeans two and a quarter higher, 1315 and a quarter. March soybeans up a half penny at 1319 and a half. January canola is 1580, a metric ton higher, 661 even Canadian. February live cattle down 92 cents, 169.47. April's down 27 cents at 173.17. January feeder cattle 95 cents higher at 224.50. March is up a dollar ten. February hogs 80 cents higher. This is the Red River Farm Network.